Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spawn on Me podcast. This is episode 14. And no, 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 don't worry about it. Khalif is here. It's your boy, Stubby Stan. I'm just starting it up. I just wanted to mix it up, get you a little scared. Uh, hopefully, you didn't fall into a ditch if you're driving right now. You're okay. Um, but uh, we're here. It's episode 14. I hope you're very happy to, to hear from us. And, uh, you know, I've got my buddy... My main man, the Batman to my Robin, the smooth to my nice, Khalif Adams. <laughs> I've What's never up? been called the smooth to the nice <laughs> in my life. I think I think I may have to put that on my resume somewhere there and drop go. that on something and, and put it in, and make it real, make it legal. Right. <laughs> All right. That, that no might doubt. have to actually happen. <laughs> and and uh, joining us in the borough of Chicago is uh, the one and only some something of a of a little bit of a legend in the borough of Brooklyn, uh, Kevin L. Clark, the content creator of Don't Lose Your Day Job dot com. Member of the New York Video Games Critic Circle. Yeah. Kevin L. Clark, how the F are you, baby? Yo, I'm feeling wonderful, man. I would say a quiet legend. I'm not really a loud Brooklyn legend. <laughs> but 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 if anybody who needs to know anything about anything Brooklyn knows that you exist. That's the point. Yeah. That's the summer's gonna be nice here, like I was trying to tell you offline, man. Like yeah. it's it's gonna be a beautiful thing. Uh, yeah. Video game wise, you got that Watch Dogs coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, in the neighborhood, you have the rooftop parties. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's a beautiful thing if you live here in the summertime. Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn is definitely the planet. It is, uh, you know, there's 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 something there's something about it. There's something about that flavor. Now, you know, I was I was talking. We were talking about that off cast, and I was saying, you know, the South Bronx is where it's at in the <laughs> summertime. If 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 you know what I mean. But man, Brooklyn, listen, Brooklyn is dope. <laughs> as a Bronx resident, that is a total lie. Uh, there ain't nothing going on in the Bronx. I don't care. Everybody who's from New York, you can come see me on that. Because you know <laughs> there's nothing in the Bronx but Yankee Stadium, the Botanical Garden, and the Bronx Zoo. Listen, listen, hey, I, listen. I've seen some spots in the Bronx, man. Like, you know, over there by where uh, Big Pun's uh, mural is at. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's for yeah. cool kids. Hey, hey, I'll uh, I you know I'll go to Brooklyn, but there ain't nothing, ain't nothing like a nice pilagua in the South Bronx. Man, listen, it's, you know what they, you know what they renamed the South Bronx, right? Yeah, North Puerto Rico. No, they renamed the South <laughs> Bronx to Sobro. Oh, that's right, because it is being the the RG word. The the so the, you can't name a, a part of a town. Something that sounds like a character from a WCW wrestling match. Right. He's a job so, so bro. bro. A job so, job bro. so bro. <laughs> Damn shame. I'm, I'm mad that we both knew that at the same time. <laughs> that, that thing traumatized me for many years. Right. <laughs> traumatized. Oh man. So all right. So so really let's let's get into it because there's a lot of stuff that we've got going on. Um first and first and foremost. Um, before we really, really get down into the breakdown, well, actually, before we get into any of that, is there any 
is there any kind of you know usually we gotta we gotta start where we always begin at at you know the previous episode anything kind that we need to talk about any kind of loose ends we need to uh we need I, to settle i just want to thank uh again all the support that you guys have shown to us on the show and to all of our guests because i've seen that a lot of a lot of people once we do a show um they will hit up the people that we had on on the previous show and give them lots and lots of love so everyone who came out uh and gave decoy games all the love that they got we really appreciate that because they are doing great things and we we just want to support them in every way that we possibly can um while everyone is supporting us as well so again thank you guys for supporting us supporting them you know their kickstarter is almost ending uh and if they hopefully redo another one if they don't make this one then everyone will try to support uh but again thanks everybody we really appreciate it and uh we have some some cool stuff coming up as well so yeah 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 exactly so uh yeah thanks thanks a lot i'm i'm an ingrate you know i used to have to stand in the corner a lot of times because i didn't say thank you and please um but uh you know that's why i've got khalif around <laughs> straight <me out. laughs> um all right so well you know i mean let's let's get us started we've got guests guests always eat first Word. Um, how you guys doing yeah so a little birdie told me this is your first podcast kev yeah, don't act if I'm nervous or nothing. Nah, nah. I mean, you you seem like a natural. You got a nice voice for it and everything. Um, listen, listen. Uh, uh, this is a little behind the curtains for everybody else. Uh, if you if you don't know Kev, Kev's beard is serious, yo. His his beard game is is crazy. <laughs> on yeah, point. shout out beard gang proper. Yeah, beard yeah. Proper in Brooklyn, that's cool. I I I mean, think. Think Baron Davis meets Mike Woodson, and and you you got it you got it down right there. I mean, th- this shit is righteous, son. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so so uh, you know, Kev, why don't, why don't you uh, tell a little you know tell the people what you're all about? Um, you know what don't lose your day, day job dot com is all about, and and uh, you know kind of how you got started. Uh, originally from Ohio, been in Brooklyn. The last eight years, uh, held a couple of jobs, got my start with Hip Hop DX, went to all hip hop, graduated from music, went into pop culture, started writing video game content for Complex. All through the while, I had this site called Don't Lose Your Day Job. Um, we were like underground in the sense of where, you know, we do things. I, I held a party and simultaneously in Brooklyn and in L.A. at the same time. <laughs> and uh cool. streamed it live on Ustream and uh was pegging it to some video game stuff. So that's kind of what we were getting our name out with and you know the, the name itself <clears throat> the name itself gets kind of laughed, don't lose your day job. So my goal basically overall is to create original content online that no one's ever seen or conceived of doing before. Yeah, it's one of those things that um, <clears throat> when we when we connected, we kind of have like randomly found each other online through Twitter, and and you were like, "Hey, I'd love to to, to come onto the show and, and and share some of the stuff that I've been doing." And when I saw that you had been working for all these outlets, like major outlets, for a while, I was like, "We gotta have you on the show for for a bunch of reasons." Because I think, you know, we when we started uh, <laughs> when I started Spawn Point two years ago, I had no idea what I was doing or any idea of how to, to, to basically move 
that space into another one where it became, you know, known to other people. Um, and you've been doing this for a long time. So to have you on the show and be able to possibly share some of your knowledge of, you know, just the inside baseball, I think would be really cool for some of the audience to, to, to hear. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here to like, I don't know, talk about what's going down and how everybody else can learn something from it. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, because um, there's a lot of stuff with complex that I think a lot of people don't know. So you freelance for them at this point, right? Yeah, the video game section, uh, Hanneman Welch, he's running it right now, it seems like. So it's it's cool to see what ideas they're coming up with. Um, they're leveraging original programming. So, you know, there's there's open slots for people with ideas to come out there and make them, you know, blast off. Yeah, so you so you jumped onto that ship after after working in a couple other outlets. Did you did you always want to go into writing? Yeah, uh, according to, to people who know me, I've been writing since I was two. So <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that whether it was uh, not on paper or on a garage door or you know whatever, <laughs> I was tagging something. So do you, do you remember the first? Uh, do you remember your first published piece? Yeah, um, it was in Hip Hop DX 2005. It was an interview with Jean Grey. Wow. Another Brooklynite. Shout out to her. Where yeah. Jean Grey is dope, too. I met her once at a, at a block party, and she was a, she's one of the nicest people you could meet after you introduce yourself. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know who she is or you're just like first glance, she could be an intimidating force, you know. It's like I don't know if I got it to talk to that lady over there with all those tattoos, but I'm gonna try. Jean looked like she could knock you the hell out. Jean, yeah, she probably would if she heard like <laughs> talking raw about her. Like I, I think I saw her one time on uh, on Twitter, and she was checking somebody for for them not knowing her her discography, and she was like just ripping them. She's like, you know, I'll see you one day. And it was like, yo, I can see that happening. Like her just knocking on the door. Like, hey, I'm here to see you. And people were like, oh, snap by Jean Grey. Right. <laughs> Don't come for me. Shout outs to Jean Grey, yo. Oh, my God. She she does keep it. She keeps it 100, yo. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. I, I got one more story. So uh, I didn't, I hadn't moved here yet. I was still living in Ohio. And I came up for the second annual brooklyn hip-hop festival mm-hmm. and it was at the same time like gene had this halloween party i never went to anything cooler in my life and i was like a, a broke slick rick because i didn't have a real costume i just bought like a patch <laughs> <laughs> and a fake gold chain and it came up in there and it was it was jamming like oh man i was like this is how hip-hop really lives <laughs> i'm with it it was like the the club scene in New Jack City. Uh, not as many people, but it was definitely costumes and characters. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not mad at that either because I know when you get to a certain level, when you go into one of those like quote unquote <clears throat> hip hop parties, and people who are known or 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 just becoming known are all kind of gathered around. People don't play, man. They go down and have a good time, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just, it was just a pretty dope. Um, so you've been writing about games for a long time, like you said. Um, have you noticed that anything has really changed in the time that since you started Don't Lose Your Day Job to to now in that respect? Have you noticed the way that um, 
media has changed because you know we were in a time when print was was major mm-hmm. print media was major now everything is online um have you noticed anything since the time that you started then lose your day job that you've noticed uh has changed a lot uh yeah that was primarily one of the reasons why i started it the the change from traditional to new media was like right there sitting in front of my face i was uh i was working at this company called interactive one mm-hmm. and um you know, holding down their like digital sites and don't lose your day job was my, my blog on interactive one. And it was just like a travel blog. I would go around to places. I went to like LA to cover midnight city, um, and drove a, like a yellow Lamborghini. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Sorry. I'm probably messing up the game, but the, the racing game for rockstar. No, no, no. I remember, but I was like, you drove a yellow Lamborghini. Lamborghini? (laughs) Yeah. They let us, they let us like, uh, drive in a race course, the cars that were in the game. (gasps) That's dope, son. Wow. Oh my goodness. Oh man. So, So, uh, how, how close it is, is it, how close to real life is that? You know, like driving them in the games. At that time, it wasn't. It wasn't. You turn and you can still feel like the drag on the back. Right. So it's like, all right, you can turn it, but in the game, there's nothing like that. Right. 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 That's nuts. I want to say that that's now, crazy. Yeah. Now there's like Gran Turismo Six, and it's like probably like if you have the uh, the apparatus, the 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 steering wheel. Right. Man, I'm pretty sure you make that game hum like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, being a freelancer at this at this point in the game, where it it feels like if you have enough uh, pull or enough enough want that you can get into the game, because you know a lot of people feel like okay, I need to have a a, a degree and I need to be able to get into these certain spaces where I am the one who is making my brand, quote unquote. Have you noticed that you as as a, a writer have but butted heads or have come to any kinds of like um what's the best way to put that? Any obstacles that have that have been put in your way as far as being a new being a writer in the spaces where traditional media they have staffed uh, uh, writers and things like that, and you'll go in and basically scoop a story, or uh, or you or you'll, you'll find some information and then you'll put it out, and other people will come back and say, "Well, we had that information." Do you find any of that happening as well? Um, yeah, I think it happens everywhere. Um, if I can be specific, it's like okay, so MTV will have uh, a group of people come by who are freelancers who are pitching stories to have content created for MTV. Mm-hmm. They'll go around and then they'll say, we like this, we don't like this, we like this. You know, sometimes it'll be all we don't like it, we don't like any of this. But somehow, some way, an idea may have sparked a show that will be on MTV. Mm, okay. So you have a ways where people are, you have to be protective of stuff that you care about. I mean, it's, right. it's it seems like one of those things where I guess, I guess knowing knowing your craft is is way more beneficial than sometimes just being in the right spaces at the right times. Like I know that it's a combination of this of, of both things. Uh, you were talking about uh, being one. You talked about some pretty impressive numbers when you started. Um, Don't lose your day job. Uh, about how many posts you had put up in a year. 
And that number to me was like mind boggling because I know how hard it is to, co- to create content. We know how hard it is to create content on Spawn Point. And right. hearing the numbers, can you can you just go over that? Like that number blew me away. Uh, yeah, it was like three thousand posts. What in the hell? Wow. Three thousand wow. posts. Yeah, yeah. It was and That's those. Crazy. It was original. It was we aggregated news just because at the time everybody's aggregating news in that form or fashion. Right. But I'm doing original stories. I'm doing events. Uh, I, I was. I came out with a mixtape. Um, I was putting in work. I had a, Twitter was a healthy, responsible part of that growth of being able to get those stories out and talk to the people who were into video games. And my my I guess my first interview that I got primarily for "Don't Lose Your Day Job" was with Spike Lee. Damn, wow. Dope. Really? Yeah. Wow. Huh. So and that was mostly off the social media movement. It was it was a combination of, of I think like my rep and the fact that I was doing something independent. Um like if he's good on one side, this has to be cool enough to check out as well. So okay. that's yeah, that's what's up. Okay, so you want to talk a little bit about um, the New York New York video games critic circle? Because I thought that was really, really cool. I'd seen you sent out a when I did some research on you, I did some background info. Right? Oh, snap. Oh, you fine. Man, I told you about those people in Nicaragua. I told you about that. I know I said that wrong, too. Nicaragua. 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 I, I totally fumbled the whole country by saying, anyway. <laughs> they, are, get you. They, know what, they know what you mean. Yeah, please <laughs> please don't hurt me. Um, So, so I was looking at, looking at some of your background and saw that you were tweeting about it because you were really excited about it. And it sounds like an awesome way to meet other uh, games journalists uh, and to, you know, maybe possibly do some collaborative things or just to, you know, bounce things off of other people who have been doing it as well. Uh, you want to go into any of that information? That would be cool. Uh, this is a, uh, to Evan Narcisse. I, I follow him on, I read his stuff on Kotaku and on Twitter and everything. And I just, I think he's a wonderful human being because he's able to create these stories that speak to a worldly narrative within games. So um, he had a tweet about the the Critic Circle Award, and I was like, "Oh snap, what is that?" And I was like, "Cool." So they had it here in Brooklyn, and went to check it out, and was familiar with the people who were in the room, and it looked like it was a pretty happening place. And I was like, "I need to be a part of that." So. Mm-hmm. Um, I started doing a little bit of background, too, um, and I had seen Harold Goldberg, who founded it with Evan, and I seen him at the events, but I, was, I would never approach him because it's like, you don't, if you want to, <laughs> you want to take your shot, if you want to be going after a goal or something, you just want to make sure you're prepared, and um, I went to all these events and covered them and for different publications, and I guess it was the Sony holiday event and I finally built up enough courage to like say hi and introduce myself to him. And he was cooler than the other side of the pillow. (laughs) Yeah. So we started chopping it up and, um, that was it. It was nothing like, Oh yeah, we want you to be a part. I've read every story that you came out with. (laughs) No. Okay, cool. So, uh, fast forward a couple months and, I'm out in Vegas for the Bandai Namco event, and I see him 
and didn't even recognize me. Oh, <laughs> oh man, you know I'm, I'm uh, back. So like, hey, don't even remember me. Uh, okay. So, I I I see him and my hero, and he's like, "Hey, how you been?" And I was like, "Oh snap, he did." <laughs> nice. It was like you know the industry is a little crazy where people give these these facial glances and right. these uh you know cognitive tics and you're like I don't know about that guy over there. And it's like right. watching Boardwalk Empire, so it's like yeah. <laughs> um, we went to the presentation and then I asked him. I was like, I was wondering if uh, there was any opportunity to be a part of the be a part of the New York video games critic circles uh you know just be a part of that um and he's like you know what send me an email so i was like all right cool send him an email maybe like a couple weeks go by and he's like yeah you're in me and one other guy got in and was it like fanfare was it like bah, 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 nah it wasn't <laughs> it, was, it, it was like email blast in a google group and <laughs> we were just uh you know introducing each other everybody was introducing themselves to each other and ever since then it's like no one's ran up on me in the streets and like yo can i get this or it's nothing <laughs> no fanfare it's just it's a wonderful distinction though i would I say because you you've already been in pretty well-known publications that have millions upon millions of of readership did it did it feel a little bit like weirdly like not that not that you made it but having evan kind of be the person to kind of like usher you in did that feel a little bit even more special in that way yo it was a beautiful experience man i i can't <laughs> tip my hat to them guys like i don't drink with the first rounds on me like, <laughs> i really am um enthusiastically happy about doing this with the the critic circle and you know, helping in what other in whatever way I can. Yeah, because Evan Evan is one of our one of our favorite uh, yeah. writers in the games games right. industry. Right. See, yeah, next time next time you talk to him, tell him we said what's up in uh, his his spot his spot on the show is guaranteed. Just come just come through. Let us know when he wants to come through and just come through. Uh, yeah, I know he he's a better conversationalist than me. No, nah, man, you're nah, holding your nah, own. This, you're, you're holding yeah, your own, man. Exactly. You're doing you're doing well. You're doing fine. Exactly. It's your first podcast too, man. You should have heard right. the first episode that we did. Oh my gosh! Uh, listen, you should have heard the last episode I did. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get you'll get more comfortable doing this because you're, right. you're. I'm sure other people are going to ask you to come do their shows because you you do have a lot. You have a lot of things to offer to the community, and that's that's awesome. I'm here for the community, man. No that's DJ Khaled. <laughs> Do it for the people. Right. Nah, man. So, so Kev, what? So, what are you doing right now? Like, what's 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 next up for you? What's next up for? Uh, don't lose your day job. Um, you know, how are you making it happen? Uh, right now, I'm like the Wolverine of writing. You know, I'm a pen for hire. Um, don't lose your day job is definitely my baby. Still, I'm working on a a a web series, uh, kind of top secret but it's really cool when we put it out you'll know um trying to do this a monthly mixtape series uh video game inspired of course there's one that uh is really cool that we're working on that's paid to watch dogs um nice we're flipping the cover and offering some uh exclusive um 
you know, developer screenshots of like the game and it's not as cool as how many things are offered from the actual game. Okay. But, you know, it's <laughs> definitely something worth to check out if you like good music and you enjoy like video games. That's All right. Cool. That's All cool. right. I mean I mean that basically sounds like the Spot on Me podcast. Good music and video games. You can't um, go wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, all right. So we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this again at the end. But why don't we do it right now, uh, Kev? It's time for you to do your shame, shameless plugs. Um, tell the people where they can find you. Tell the people where you want them to go. Uh, so this is not gonna be so shameless. Make it shameless, um, man. You got to make it shameless. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. My mom tells everybody when she sees them in the streets to check out her son. At DLYDJ on Twitter. All right. And my fiance, she's funny. Whenever yeah. she goes to work and she hops on the train, she tells people to go to my Twitter, Kevito, C L A R K. And the last one, but certainly not the least, is me telling you to check out don'tloseyourdayjob.com. <laughs> that was hot. That no, was hot. I that mean, was, that was the least shameless plug I've ever heard, man. Right, right. But it I was, mean, but everybody it was concise. Right. Everybody else was was bigging you up, and you know, you didn't even have to big yourself up. I see now why you're in the New York video game critic circle. I mean, because that was that was brilliant. That was brilliant. <laughs> I want to add some things that there are that that aren't there. You know, I want to be able to say things that you know people are saying a lot now. That's the cool thing about. Uh, the, the generation that we're in right now is like the information age is allowing people to say the first thing that's on their mind. So that's that's always a great conversation. Right. Uh, and, and and so not only not only uh, Kev, are you a brilliant writer and what have you, but you're but what you didn't realize is that your podcasting skills or top-notch as well, you already created a segue for us, and you didn't even know it. You were talking about how... <laughs> you, <didn't even> know. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you You were talking about how we... we uh, you've, got, you've got this project for, for Watch Dogs, and there's you know, not a lot of bundles for your project, but there are a lot of bundles for uh, Watch Dogs. Oh, is, man. That, is that not correct? Let's break it down. Break it down. Breakdown. Uh, exactly. So, uh, Watch Dogs has nine pre-order bundles. If you haven't heard about this, oh man, nine. We're gonna nine. Put, we're gonna put the chart in 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 the show notes. I'm gonna find a way to make that chart in the show notes. It looks like something out of War Games from 1987 is <laughs> <or> some joint. <laughs> it's like the worst kind of truth table that you could have ever put on a damn. <laughs> it's so bad. It's like it if you if you step to the left, you will get this kind of costume. If you step to the right, you will get this kind of costume. It's stupid. Right. But you won't get this kind of costume. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, so basically this is how it breaks down. If you want a wet a white beanie, you have to get the the Sony, or it's not a beanie, it's just a hat. You have to get the PlayStation, the PS4 version of the game. Um, so if you if any you know anybody's out there, they want their white breakdance hat. I don't even know what the white hat is, but no, it's a, no, it's a white hat pack. It's like white hat versus 
black black hat. It's hacker speak. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, hack these. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so yeah, so there's there's the white hat pack, which you can only get on the PlayStation. Um, and then there's the special edition, which you can get on the PlayStation with the white hat. But then there's a vigilante edition that's only available in the Middle East and Europe and Australia. And then there's a Uplay store version. And then you could bury your drawers in the backyard. You won't be able to find them. It's I'm so thinking, bad. This it, is the thing. Easy. We remember, like, this is the problem with DLC. This is a major issue with DLC. Is one, they had so many retail specific ones, you know, before. You're like, go to Walmart and get this or go to the. And now they even have like split it up into such a minute way that there are at least nine columns of different versions of things that you may or may not get depending upon where and how you purchase a game. A game that no one knows if it's going to be dope or not. Right. What in the blood fire hell is going on in the world of Ubisoft and gaming where they think that this is okay? I don't, I don't know. Kev, what do you think on this? Yo, I'm looking at the chart, and it was crazy. How many <laughs> things that you do not get, depending on your status. Like, <laughs> if you get the season pass, you get this. If you get the vigilante edition, you get that. But you don't get that with the season pass, because the season pass <laughs> only has that. And it's like, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. I haven't even played the game. Did you guys even release a beta? Oh, my right. goodness. What's right. going on? It's, right. it's Watch Dogs, the, the Hokey Pokey version. Yeah, True. It, it definitely looks like a battleship, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> it does. It does. It's great. Yeah. B12. Word. I was like, what is going on? You sank my battleship. Yeah. That's so bad. It's so bad. I don't understand that as a concept that they would do that because doesn't that just magically, to a certain extent, fracture and, and fragment your your game your 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 buying audience again it's like this is the thing that they don't it want them off. yeah it makes them mad no one wants to see that no one is happy when they have to try to run around and get every possible piece that they can possibly get and the funny thing is they don't they don't necessarily always reincorporate those things back into the store like once you've already purchased the game i don't get that well think about it like this so if ubisoft was to make it so that the game is available in different ways to different types of players that it increases the the range of gameplay experience like if i wanted to just play a certain type of way and this is what i need i can have that i know that others might think that it might sound like it's a little bit of a a cash grab but i mean assassin's creed 5 is about to come out too and that thing looks like it's going to be a whole bunch of different Editions within it. There's going to be the right. Vita game, the Nintendo 4DS game, all those different sort of games are going to be pegged into that one storyline. It's about world making, you know. Avengers Ness is responsible for all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right though. You're right. You're yeah. right. It's one of those. It's. I don't get it. I'm still trying to figure out because Ubisoft. Well, we know how much Cicero loves Ubisoft. Um, but it's, it's you. You're, you're a fan. No, 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 no. I love so. All right. So I got to break it down for you really quickly. It's all fact based. I love their products. I think that, you know, when their products finally arrive, they are beautiful. They are great games and great experiences to behold. The problem is 
you've got to wait. Listen, if we've got CP time, they've got Ubi time because <laughs> because they'll say the game is coming out on on you know in December, but that really means August two years from now right. because they just they don't they don't make their release dates. They don't at all ever. Ever, yeah, never. Yeah. Except I, for except for assassins. Well, the division is out too. Remember? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. just got pushed back yeah. to twenty fifteen. So. Yeah. And, and by the way, we can we can uh, we can already go ahead and start a um, a meme campaign or a hashtag called C called it or Stubbs called it because you know I proved prophetic yet again. I call I called it, but I may I may actually. Have to take that back because I got to eat crow later on in this episode. We'll talk about that in a second. Go ahead, <laughs> keep it moving. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't I don't know what they're trying to do with this kind of move. Again, like Kev said, it just pisses people off, and it's right. not it does not benefit anybody involved. So I wish I wish it was a way that you could like. The problem is again, it's not even the fact that they're doing; it's the fact that people are going to spend their money to make it keep continuously happen. Well, well. So there are a couple of interesting things that I, I, I think that are important to point out here. Um, one is that there are exclusive deals for the PC and for the PlayStation Four. If you've got an Xbox One, the only edition you can get is the limited edition or the special edition. Right. Um, or I guess you can get the the UPlay exclusive edition. But uh, none, nonetheless, there are there is still a way for you if you've got an xbox um if you're in the xbox family there is a way for you not to get content that other people are getting and or you will get you will wind up not getting content that other people are getting if you've got an xbox because the you know sony worked it out that they've got exclusivity deals uh for certain content um but what that what that basically means to me is that when the game of the year edition version, you know, a game of the year edition comes out, you'll get all this fucking content anyway uh, okay. for sixty for, for sixty bucks. Yeah, a year, a year um, later or something like that. Right, right. Um, the 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 other thing that's weird about this, or the the thing that I'm really interested in to find out is who really cares, like who who is going to be excited or who's going to really bellyache over not getting the white hat pack <laughs> or or you know or or the uh bloom agent pack you know who's going to complain about it the same people complain about everything anyway yeah yeah because <laughs> that that has become a part of our gamer culture is complaining right. about anything anything that you feel like you've been slighted against or not getting and right. someone else is getting it you will complain yeah. about it Good point. Good do you point. Get, do you get a lot of that on your on your site? Like, do you do like comments about like, yo, this is how much gamer hate stuff is on your? Have you seen nah, that? well, right now the site is just a splash page. So we yeah. just the site, so no comments. Uh, <laughs> that was maybe a smart move. Word. <laughs> so the complaining culture, we don't we don't endorse it. But I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how you say it in a in a way where it makes sense. Uh, Watchdogs is dynamic in in how it plays and things that you can do in the multiplayer being intuitive to the single player those things are awesome but then it may also rub people the wrong way that i i gotta get some different system to even play the things that i want to play right right 
Agreed. Well, well, I mean, it's you know, it's 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 all about value adds, and you know, Sony did a good job of of at least trying to make trying to incentivize people to go out and get the PlayStation 4 because the PlayStation 4 is going to have the place where you can play all of the watchdogs. You can get all of the watchdogs there. Um, but that cost them money. And as a result of costing them money, that also meant they lost some money because they weren't getting some of that money back. And Sony wound up doing the thing this week. Um, Sony's CEO, Kaz Harai. My boy who, Kaz. What up, Kaz? Yeah. I love I love saying that dude's name. He's a cool cat too. I met him he's, in the train last week. Oh, get out of here! That's what's up. No, nah, I'm lying. All right, but but I mean he's still <laughs> he's still he's still a cool cat though. Yeah, he's still uh, yeah. But uh, Ridge so, Racer. Yeah, Sorry. Ridge Racer. Sorry, I had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he is he's the former head of PlayStation, but he is he is. The now the uh, he's the CEO and president of CEO of 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 uh, of PlayStation now or of of Sony now right yeah total and he is taking a fifty percent pay cut because the company is not doing well um, and then the the principals under him are following suit and they're also not taking bonuses. Which I mean is you would never see that shit in America. That is a very Japanese it's, move. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's that's the that's financial seppuku. Yeah, I was um, like, talk about following your sword, right? Right, right. Which right. I don't know. What do you what do you think about that? See, uh, listen. I, I mean, I love the move. I, I mean, it's 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 a wonderful thing to see these guys do this. Like, hey, look, we're not doing well. So, as a result of us not doing well. We're not, you know, we're not going to get paid exceptionally well, which is perfectly fine. And, you know, not that the money that they're saving as a result of these guys not taking bonuses and their salary cuts and all that other stuff is going to make a dent into what uh, what Sony owes or, or you know, make a dent in, into their deficit. But symbolically, it means a lot. And, you know, it's something that we'll never, ever see an American company really do there have been a bunch of ceos they'll take a a dollar salary or two dollar salary and but that that move is it doesn't really mean a lot because then they take their full bonus which is a lot of times tens or 20 times a a, a person's salary right. you know they're, they're only worried about their bonus right so when you see a guy say oh only making a dollar this year but his his bonus is fifty million. Then you know who cares if he made a dollar? He made fifty million and a dollar. You <laughs> know? So so what do you do you have any thoughts on this, Kev? Well, vamp while you while you think about your thoughts. What are you what are your thoughts, Kai? Um, I was. I, it's weird. It's one of those things. Like I said, it's very. It's a very Japanese move, which I I I always find moves like this that are semi-cultural in nature to be super super interesting to 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 watch from the outside like they took a it posted a a 1.27 billion dollar loss for their company like we think of when people think of sony they don't necessarily always associate the other components of sony which are like their television division or their you know we see sony pictures usually doing pretty well but uh, you know, other parts of their of the of their company aren't necessarily doing as well as they would want them to. So, p- 
people think when they say, oh, in the gamer culture, like, oh, Sony is doing, they're killing it right now. They have 7 million units out and they've sold all these things. That's a fraction, a smidgen of their actual total net worth right. of how much they actually make. So, you know, one component is doing well, but it's also really interesting to see how, how Kaz now being the, the head of the ship is saying, I'm going to take this one on the chin because the things that I've kind of done in the past to get us here, you know what I mean? Like he was already running PlayStation when they were going downhill in that respect. Right. So to right. see, to see them, to see him kind of like grab the bull by the horns and say, okay, everybody, we're going to have to take this one and, and eat it for a little bit is, is kind of good to see a CEO be forthright in that way and say, all right, for the betterment of everybody, I'm going to, I'm going to eat it. So, yeah, Kev. Yeah, Kaz, man, he has one of the coolest names in gaming. So, uh, him doing this is a proper move. It's it's like saying to your company, "I'm willing to do what it takes to make sure that we're continuously successful." So, for him to do that and not the other traditional way of getting things done, the you know, right. <laughs> like, I will sacrifice myself for the company. Like, no. <laughs> uh, he just he's really cool at, at making sure that he's able to you know pass the buck down the line and make sure that the, the company stays afloat but the one thing I hope and pray that he doesn't really put money into is reviving the Walkman like Yo. that's, that's done so. uh, but yeah that's that's there's definitely talk of that yeah that uh, would be the first one to advise him to say you might want to hang that one on the shelf, man. The kids don't even want to say Walkman no more. I want a mini disc though. They can bring back mini disc. <laughs> I'm down for a mini disc. Nah, I get a get a dat, yo. Yeah, so, yo, that. I had a dat, son. I used to do <laughs> interviews on dat. Yes. Ah. yes. Oh my god. Um, yeah, it. You know, it. It is. It's funny to hear a company because you know when, when we were growing up, Sony was the brand. You know, like they were. They were the Mercedes Benz of technology. That's true. And it was you definitely know, high end, right? Mm-hmm. It was, you know, and and if you had, if you had a product and it was a Sony, then it was synonymous with quality. And you know, now as as technology has grown and and things have kind of you know moved moved around and the and the playing field has become more level. Uh, so, you know, Sony's just a brand like everybody else's, you know, it, it's definitely on the higher tier. Um, people look at it, a, you know, a little bit differently than if your TV is a Hisense or, or something, you know, something to that effect. Um, but it, but it's, it, it doesn't have that same cachet that it had 20 or 30 years ago. You know, people are buying all sorts of TVs, Vizio, which is a, you know, which is a, is a, a bargain brand essentially is in terms of quality and recognition is is just as high as just as high a Q rating as Sony does now you know nowadays so they're not they're not making that you know they're not making that money the, in the in the same way um, and also their PC division took a complete bath they they tried to sell it off and they sold it off but they didn't make nearly enough money. Um, in their high-end PC division to to recoup recoup the losses, I think it's ten billion over the last eight years that they've lost. Right. Um, so you know it's 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 a it's a tough time for them. I just want to say really quickly, 
that I appreciate both of you very, very much. And we just totally took Michael Pactor's job. We just, <laughs> we, just, we just killed it right now on the analyst tip. I'm just saying. There it is. There it is. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. Hire us. Hire us. Next thing you know, you got to pay us for that. <laughs> um, I, I want Pactor to lose his day job.com. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I, lo- I love you, Mike. Um. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to pay us for our analyz our analytic skills, not our language skills, or at least not mine. Um, but what we give away for free is dope music, and that's what time it is right now. It is time for our music break. Take a listen, sit back, relax, get your get your head bobbing gear on, because that's what you're about to do. It's like every day I wake up, I stare into space and don't say much. Pure in the mirror, feeling dead from the face up. Coffee pot, cigarettes, morning Jay's Baileys. Slowing down my day before picks up the pace. Beats playing since the night before. Thinking about writing songs, feeling exhausted from times we tore constant. And plus the toxics I sip got me tall, still tipsy, staring at the city from the spot we call Los Angeles. Every day is like a blank canvas, carving my initials in the planet like I branded. Handpicked to live this life, we take for granted like a child with an upright. Base, we can't stand it. Smiling through the trouble we face. Trying to manage my way without pumping my brakes and staying stagnant. Cause I can sit on my ass or just imagine the madness and get on my path and paint the canvas. When I wake up, I look into the mirror. I can see a clearer vision. I should start living today. Cause today is gonna be the day. It's gonna be the day. Cause today is gonna be the day. Before I rise and shine like a neon sign I need the girl of my dreams to give me Einstein And burn a marijuana like Bujibantan Is my only bona fide break from these confines I need a change of scenery like a montage These kids are bringing me the noise like the bomb squad And everybody coming at me from the blind side I'm tired, it's hard to open up my eyes wide I listen to some theme music on the iPod And walk around the crib doing little eye jobs Checking the breath, taking view from this high rise Feeling like I'm checking out a game from the side I got to try different things in these trying times 2010 is different than it was in 9-5 It's come a lot time, I picked a fine time For getting open off life like a fine wine When I wake up, I look into the mirror I can see a clearer vision I should start living a day Cause today is gonna be the day It's gonna be the day Cause today is gonna be the day All right, everybody. Uh, I hope you really enjoyed that dope track. Listen, it was the Roots. You can never go wrong with the Roots. That was uh, the day featuring Blue Fonte and Patty Crash. Um, that was on the How I Get How I Got Over album. Which I mean, listen again. You can't. I mean, you just can't go go wrong with the Roots. And uh, you know, we, we talk about a day because. Tuesday was the day uh, for this week, and uh, that's that's why you know we do everything. That's why we're so brilliant over here at Spawn on Me. <laughs> um, 
And, you know, so, so you're asking, what was the day? What happened on the day Tuesday to make the day Tuesday? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked because that was the day that Microsoft decided or Phil Spencer, new head of Microsoft or new head of Xbox, um, decided we, you know, we're just going to do a whole big 180. Everything you hated about the Xbox we're taking it all away. So uh, you liked, you said you liked PlayStation Plus? Well, Games with Gold on the Xbox One is now like PlayStation Plus. Uh, you said you like uh, things in front of the paywall, like apps and stuff? Well, now everything is in front of the paywall. Um, you know. I can, hear, I can hear the truck. Can you hear right. it? I hear right. the background. Right, right. I, hear, I hear it backing up as we speak. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's that Brinks money truck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with, yeah. The, with the beeping noise. I th- I'm going to play it right, right now. Here it goes. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I tweeted, I, I tweeted out earlier, earlier this week on the day that if imitation was the most sincere form of flattery, then Sony's got to absolutely be blushing right about now because. I mean, Microsoft was like, oh, yeah, we like what they do. And so we're going to do exactly, exactly that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, look, um, I, you know, I'm the I'm the Microsoft guru over here. So I'll let you guys go first and talk about what you think of, of the moves that they made. And did I leave anything out? Well, you know, obviously there is a big portion that I left out. And, uh, you know, we'll save that. We'll save that for last. Um, but wanna, actually, you know what? You should just do it. Just do it. Why all right. Not? Well, fine, fine. <clears throat> and, and yeah. And, and Phil Spencer was like, Hey, guess what? You know, that thing, um, my mouth was a little full. That's, you know, during the music break, I had to finish eating the crow that, that, uh, that I had to eat. But, uh, Phil Spencer was like, Hey, you know, that connect that everybody hates. You don't have to use that anymore. You don't even have to buy that anymore. When you buy an Xbox one, you can get now the Xbox one for three ninety nine. There it is. PS4 is three ninety nine. Xbox One is three ninety nine. Look at that. Magic. We can do that too. We it's can do so that too. much magic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. Talk talk about it all. Talk about it all. I'm let's, gonna sit back. Let's let's let Kev get this one first. Uh, yeah. Microsoft doing this is not surprising. I think everybody was calling it. Uh, they believed that Microsoft was going to do this. Can't say that I am happy about it as a Connect owner. Uh. But I am hoping that it makes a graphical advancement as far as, you know, the the type of way you can play games because Titanfall wasn't really as advertised and everybody's waiting for games. So the fact that they have a PlayStation Plus kind of style, um, I'm sure that people will be like, yeah, okay, I'm with it because they want to get those free games too. Yeah, I I think it depends on multiple levels. So first, let's hit the PS Plus part. The, I shouldn't even call it the PS Plus part because that's that's <laughs> we're just basically just denying the fact that they actually branded it something. Right, right. So it's, the, yes, <laughs> games with games with gold. So their games with gold now, like we said, is more like PS Plus in the way that you will more than likely get some free games. A lot of the things that were behind the paywall are not are no longer in that paywall. Um. If they don't do exact, see, this is the funny thing. If they don't do exactly what uh, uh, Sony is doing by giving you not only just free games, 
but good free games. That's the difference. If you don't give people good free games, then it doesn't make that big of a difference. And we've seen so far with uh, Games with Gold that the games that they've been giving have not been that dope. So it's like, fine, you give me a free game. You give me, what, Karasakone? Or you give me something that's like <laughs> some game that no one has ever really wanted to right. play. I'm like, all right, that's awesome. But if it's not dope, then that doesn't mean anything. The connect part is way more interesting. And I think there are so many angles that hit this from. Let's think of some of them. Uh, so, like Kevin said, as a connect owner, I'm sure people are really vexed about that. Because it, unlike Sony... At least Microsoft gave people a, a camera and said, okay, we're trying to do something with this. We're going to integrate this with the UI. We're going to integrate this with the way the, the console works. In the last generation, Sony didn't even give you a, a, a hug before they told you that they were never going to support the, the freaking eye toy. They didn't, right. say, they didn't say anything. At least Microsoft is being like, yo, son, I know you have it, but we ain't doing nothing with it. So you might as well get your heart ready now. Hold your chest, do the Grady, and be like, "Yo, <laughs> Elizabeth, this is the big one. We're not gonna, we're not gonna do anything with your with your connect." So you have that angle, right? Then you also have the side of it that is like, uh, the developers who were already in the middle of making games for your connect device, you just basically shot their audience into the ocean. You were just like, "Yo." I'm making this game like who was it? The cats who were making Zumba, the Zumba game. They basically came out to uh, yesterday and were like, "You just basically killed everything that we were trying to do right now." Right. That is right. that is our install base. Our install base is already there because they already have the peripheral in the box, and you just basically said, "Nah, that's okay. We're not going to do anything with that." It's it's so many it's so many levels. I, you know the fact that they did it uh, before E3. I think that was I think that was actually pretty important. Yeah, that's uh, that was a good move. That was actually a pretty smart move because now you know they won't have to talk about that. They do have parity now with with Sony on the price point, but they also now have kind of sh still shot themselves in the foot by now having to definitely come with the goods. If they don't come with the goods now, like you, that's a whole section that probably won't even be in the in the E three uh, uh, press conference. I doubt you'll see anything about connecting the, in the next six to eight months. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? And then you have the whole thing of the the people who feel like they just got burned. But they're gonna continue to feel like they got burned. Like you can take a look at the like the first five on this list. Like right. Saints Row the Third, Dust, Deadlight. Hitman Absolution and Dungeon Defenders. <laughs> right. So, so, so PlayStation yeah. now, PlayStation right, right. now, you can play Saints the Row the Third for free on the beta. Right. So that's like you're getting a chance to do things already ahead of the curve. And this is not a Microsoft console war type thing. It was just saying that you know Microsoft is playing catch up, and that's not really good for them. Still, even with all the like price reduction and the, the the improvements that they can say they can make for the box is like we think that you can do all these things after what you've already told us in the beginning right 
I'm kind of sketchy. I mean, the right. biggest the biggest issue for me, and uh, maybe I'll let you jump on this one, C, because you you uh, I've been talking for a bit. Go ahead, C. No, 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 no. So, so well, so one one other thing that I did forget to mention is that not only will there be games with gold on the Xbox One, there will also be deals with gold because everything's with gold on the on the Xbox One. Oh, I love uh, gold. <laughs> <laughs> So so deals with gold is um just like PlayStation Plus in in terms of the discounts that you get on games and and what Phil Spencer and Yusuf Mehdi have come out and said is that uh for the month of June um in addition to the two free games that you will have available to you on the Xbox One Max uh Max the Curse Brotherhood and Halo Spartan Assault um, Max the Curse Brotherhood is a really good game, uh, by all accounts, and Halo Spartan Assault is not. Um, <laughs> but uh, you will also have the ability to get games like Forza Five and Rise for the month of June, heavily discounted, fifty to seventy-five percent off, is what they've is what they've said. Um, so, so from from that perspective, there you are, there you have it on the Xbox One. Uh, you have parody in the form of we do the same thing, but it really still isn't the same thing because if you dig, if you if you drill down a level and you start looking at the content that people are getting, there there isn't. I mean, it isn't even close to being parody in terms of the content. However, I will say this in. Games with Gold and Xbox One uh, or the 360s defense that the games that they've gotten over the last two months um, have been decidedly better than the ones that they had gotten the previous eight months. Right. Um, so so the, the game that is available as of uh, Friday, May 16th is Saints Row the Third. Um, a great game. It's it's only it's only a couple of years or three years old, um, which is which is relatively new for for uh, games with gold status. <laughs> um, Dust Dust and Elysian Tales is another really really good game that was a summer of arcade game two years ago. Uh, Deadlight another really great game summer of arcade game uh, two years ago. Hitman Absolution. Was uh, was a game two years ago? Really, really good Hitman game. So um, these are games that you you were able to uh, get and play. That you know, they, I mean, they weren't bad. And if somebody said, "Hey, I'll give you these," you know, I've got an extra copy or I've got an extra code for these games, I would be happy with with having those games. And you got them for free, and you got them forever, and that's all wonderful. Um, the games for this month. For games with gold on the 360, because it is the one-year anniversary, they're giving you an extra game. So you're getting uh, Dark Souls, a- amazing game. Nice. Um, you're getting Charlie Murder. That's a good game. Re- really good game. And you're getting Super Street Fighter 4 Alpha XP Edition um with the x's it's you know it's a street fighter game one of a street fighter four game um my question my question is this though right for all the quote-unquote goodwill that they're shipping out with games with gold and deals with gold do you guys have any faith 
that they will stick to a philosophy at this point. Like that's so, like that's my issue is the fact that it feels like you set up um you know, this is the third one eighty basically since the since the game uh, the console was dropped. Right. And it's been lots of things that basically they have said we are trying to bring this to you and we want we have a vision but every time that their vision changes, it strips away something that was supposed to be integral to the whole experience. What do you, what do you guys think about where they sit right now? I've got, you know, I've got a tome to say about all of this. So I'll, you know, I'll table my, my, my thoughts on it for a second, because I think I'm, you know, when I start, I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish. Um, so, so Kev, why don't you, why don't you go ahead and, and start before me? Tell us how you feel, son. You know, I, I feel no type of way. It doesn't affect me. Um, I think it might affect gamers in the sense of, like, their enjoyment factor. Um, but the idea is that they're going to be able to, I don't know, even it out. You know, the console wars are, are not how they were back when it was Nintendo and Sega. You know, these things are about billions of dollars that they're trying to curtail. So... The move, it, while it, it might anger some people or, you know, make them feel like they might go to another system. Because, mind you, Nintendo hasn't even debuted anything yet. So, that could be a shift. People could just be like, I don't want to pay three ninety nine for this. I just want to play with my kids. And I can play in, in, in any room where I can put the thing as a painting and it'll change Fat Princess into Megatron. <laughs> <or something. laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, that's you know, we make so many big fusses about like these things that move, all these moving parts, and this one, like I said, it's not one that is is gonna be it's gonna be talked about for the rest of this year, like Microsoft dropping and not so much the connect but the price because they could have done that in the beginning, they could have done that they could have set the level of competition where at least the benchmark for the price was equal between your competition right now you're making it so to where we're trying to get a couple hundred dollars off of you because we know how well our brand is established but now you're seeing that you're losing in the market like your your competition is beating you at a lower price so that right. you could have done that in the beginning and and, and made sense and 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 at least curtail some of the hate too because if you're offering it at a, a price that is like economically more feasible makes all the hurt of like playing no games <laughs> like i think i all i played really was titanfall and um uh what the 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 racing game the forza, forza, yeah, forza, 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 yeah. forza game those are the only two games that i played on the xbox one so far and it, both, it's both games you can get for free if you buy the console right a word say i didn't even play rise because i wasn't a big fan and i just thought that the the, the console it's bulky, you know, right, so right. that thing should be able right. to process downloads. I want to see digital downloads. Right. I want to get my game and stream it. Like the right. PlayStation Now thing is really smooth too for anybody who has a chance to get a chance to play that. Okay. Yeah. Can you, yeah. Did, have you played it and can you talk about it or no? It's still under NDA. It's, I, no one's, did they send an NDA? Go ahead. See I, it's you. Beta. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, um, so, anyone that's a fan, uh, a fan of the show, has listened to the show for a while. 
um, knows a couple of things about me and the Xbox One. Two, I am a vocal supporter and critic of it. And and uh, two or three, I'm not sure what numbers are, um, <laughs> knows also that I have um, been adamant in saying that Xbox will never sell the Xbox One or Microsoft will never sell the Xbox One without the Kinect. So I was wrong, 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 wrong. But, but, um, and, and, you know, I actually uh, penned an article that you can read on the uh, spawnpointblog.com about, about this move to remove the Kinect and what that means for, for Microsoft, what that means for the industry, what that means for the future in terms of gaming innovation, and um, you know, and, and I'm I, I'm not necessarily a fan of the move, but with a caveat, um, my belief is, or at least my hope is, and and hope's a really dangerous thing. Um, you know, I think I think that it's symbolic that the deal for the 399 uh connectless xbox one isn't set to start until june 9th and june 9th happens to be the date of the xbox one e3 press conference which means that it gives them an opportunity it gives microsoft an opportunity to hear some some more feedback since they've been so reactionary to customer feedback throughout this entire process and you know the the beginning of of my article calls it 51 weeks it's it's been uh almost exactly 51 weeks when depending on when you're listening to this to this episode it'll be almost a year to the date that the xbox one was announced um and the 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 transformation in terms of the vision and the policy and the talking points and and just the features of the console have changed dramatically from from you know day one to day three sixty five if you're listening to this on the twenty first of of uh, of May and um, my hope is that on the at the E three press conference that they say not only will you be able to get a console at three ninety nine without the connect but we really believe we really believe in the connect and we really believe that um owning the console with the connect is is the way to do it um we are also releasing the bundled version of the xbox one with titanfall or forza 5 and the connect for 449 for 450 dollars so effective June 9th. Um, and I think that if they do that, what you, what you now have is you've got a customer base where you can, get, you can have the best of both worlds, where a customer that is vehemently opposed to having Connect can still go out there and get a, an Xbox One and still enjoy all of the uh, great exclusives that they're going to have. And that was one of the things that I said last, last week was that I really believe that Microsoft is going to come out on top when it, in terms of the the types of exclusives, the number of exclusives, the quality of exclusives this generation as opposed to last generation they spent a lot of money trying to secure 
games that you can only play on, on the Xbox. Um, so, so someone can go in and say, I don't want to connect. I can get an Xbox One for the same price as the PlayStation 4. But another person that is interested in the Xbox can look and say, all right, well, the, I can get it without Connect for $399. But for 50 bucks more, I can get that camera, which you know I don't know about, whatever. But I can also get a, a game for free. Um, you know, it's only 50 bucks more. Maybe, maybe I should just bite the bullet and go and get that. And, you know, and then release the connect as a peripheral, as an add on peripheral for 80 bucks. So if you, you know, if you want to do it piecemeal, uh, if you want to do it a la carte, it'll cost you 480, but you can do it all together for 450 with a game. And, you know, I think that that would incentivize consumers to go out and get the connect. Um, and one of the things that I've seen uh, through through my connections and, and through my circles is those people that were even were were opposed to having con- the connect but bought the system anyway are are now true fans they've become converted and they're fans of the connect not necessarily as a gaming peripheral but as a, as a as a lifestyle peripheral it is it is an integral part of how you use the console and those people uh, the people that were opposed to it, you know, that are converted, really see that now, and I think that other users will will be able to see that. And the more people that have it, the greater the opportunity for a developer to come back and say, "All right, well, we can invest seventy five million in looking, you know, in trying to find an innovative way to use use motion gaming or use use the camera." Um, and, and you know, I, I so I think if they do if they do the 450 thing that I'm talking about on June 9th, then I will be happy. If they don't, then I'm then I won't be. Um, so yeah. So what do you what do you guys think about that? What do you guys think about um, do having basically two price drops? A price drop with, without the connect, and then a price drop with the connect. And how do you think that that that'll work out? Um, I, you know, price points. I don't know, man. It could it could work out either way. I people really ain't really trying to pay that much money <laughs> for, <laughs> I mean, for video games. I, I mean, sixty dollars for one game is a lot too, you know. Right. So. Right. Know. But but uh, you know, people, you you say that people aren't trying to pay that much money, but the but the the one is selling sixty percent better than the than the three sixty did. The PS four is outselling the the one by three million units. Um, I mean, console gaming has never been more successful in terms of in terms of getting getting the consoles into the households than they've than they've you know they're more successful now than they've ever been in the past and uh so so people are getting them they just don't have anything to play so you know people aren't necessarily excited about having them outside of saying that they have them so uh you know so i think that trend will continue that people will continue to buy them it's just a matter of which ones they're going to buy yeah i think I think it's um, really important to remember because it's funny, too, because all these conversations are happening in this bubble of, you know, it's only been out for what, a, a year, maybe? In a no, little, no, no, no. Not even well, a year, right? Right, right. The, the console has only been on sale 
for like eight months go, going on six months six months or so going on six months this month on yeah. the 22nd yeah will it, be six months it feels weird that in this short amount of time again i go back to the philosophy part part of the argument is like people have an attachment like people complained about the whole like uh uh, PS3. I want you to to work three jobs to get this console kind of right, deal. Right, 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 right. And I think that bit them in the ass on the PR side of it, but it did give people an idea that they had to run with as a consumer, and that was like, I am I am buying a piece of tech that is high grade. It is worth me spending whatever money I'm going to spend on it and it was a it was a a piece to to, to kind of like show people when they got into the home right. right I think I think when you build up a philosophy and you have a whole bunch of ideas like mind you I was totally for the whole digital age I was like I want the I want them to go straight digital because I think it would push the 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 envelope in a way that we hadn't seen yet right. and and, they, and, they and pulled I've back. gone all digital yeah, that's the funny thing is a lot of people who complained about all the parts that made Xbox kind of scary in the beginning, like you said, have been changed by the fact that you can download your games and put it on your hard drive and it's totally fine and easy. The connect thing isn't the NSA. Right. And it's basically like everything that they kind of said that you would be doing, you are kind of doing. Right. But people got scared and they freaked out and said, oh, well, we're not we're not catching up. We have a four million uh, unit gap that we have to make up. What can we do again? I don't think it's a bad plan as far as uh, pricing yourself in that position. I think Kevin was absolutely right. If they would have came out, came out at three ninety nine later on. I mean, in the beginning and said, look, you get three ninety nine plus a camera instead of saying you get four ninety nine and the NSA and DRM right, and right, all those stuff, right, right. then it would have been a totally different game. Um, I think the important part again is you're, you're losing the mind share of the, the, the consumer because they don't know what your plan is. Your plan right. is consistently and constantly changing. Mm-hmm. So they don't have confidence in you as a, as a, as a maker of this system at this point, it doesn't right. really matter. Like the games are great, but if you really were to take a what step games? back, like, well, I mean the games that are already out, <laughs> um, but they, but but if you look at it in a way of saying, well, look, if I can't believe that the thing that I'm going to buy six months from now is going to be supported, you know right. what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. a, that's a huge deal to put on the consumer, right? For them to want to continue to buy your product and to have faith in your product. So that plus, I think this E3 is going to have to be a pretty strong E3. It's funny because the things that we talked about as far as leaks go, if they're actual really leaks and after if they're actually legitimate. It still doesn't necessarily bode well for either either company to say that they have a really strong show. Like the things, a lot of things are already known entities. The the, the surprises may not, if, if there are a lot of surprises, or hopefully there are some surprises. Those are the things that's going to pull back everybody back in. Um, Kev, have you have you? I know you can't give out too many details because I'm sure you have to keep some things close to the vest. But are there any things that you've heard? Any rumblings that are that are that are semi new that we haven't heard in the usual story so far. Uh, I was just blessed with uh, a friend with Nintendo and usually Nintendo doesn't like me. So it's like, Oh, okay. (laughs) And, uh, got some nice news. I can't really say anything as you said, but, uh, it's something that's, that's going to be interesting to see how they do their E3 show versus the competition. Okay. 
Good. You mm-hmm. heard it here first. Something new and interesting from Nintendo. Right. Well, I, you know, personally, I'm really excited for what both companies are going to showcase in terms of uh, both. All three companies are going to showcase in terms of uh, in terms of, you know, new IP, um, resurrected IP and and, you know, gaming gaming wise in general, there will be a lot of games. Yeah, this um, is like in, the in first this, uh, in this press conference. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, 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 go, go for it, man. Go, go. I was just to say it was the first, the first, uh, you know, next gen E3. So it's like, right, right. a lot of things are going to be crispy. Like, oh, Oculus Rift having a party. Uh, can't really give the date, but the Oculus Rift is going to have a party <laughs> at E3 that's going to be major. And it's one of those things where if you were there, you see a lot of first things at this particular event. And, uh, Unfortunately, I won't be able to go, but I'm kind of smarting because it's like, yo, I want to see, well, I want to see what's going. I saw a connect, uh, not a connect game, but an Oculus Rift game where someone was riding a bicycle while wearing the the, the Rift, and they were doing like it looked like they were doing Paperboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've oh, seen that. Yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yep. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. yo, this is pretty smooth. So hopefully, whatever E3 happens is going to redefine kind of gaming in the sense of that you know it's been big business and everybody knows how much money it makes and but they're going to start making these are this is where the statement pieces are going to be made like the last of us and mm-hmm. the things that are like blockbuster but yet they set a tone in the industry is there any one game or any one thing that you're really excited to uh to get your hands on that might be at e3 but what's your what's your most because we because we're about to start doing our like anticipated most anticipated uh, E3 stuff. We just put up a thing from Faves List on the site, um, and we're, we're we're trying to get people to like give us their their lists of what their most anticipated things are. So if you have anything that you are like really excited about, let us know. Um, the division. Hopefully, they do something to resurrect the delay. So I'm hoping that the delay is for a reason and that at E3 they're going to show what more they're going to offer with that game. Um, and Metal Gear Solid, man. Yeah, that it's, Metal Gear joint. I, I enjoy the uh, short but sweet little Ground Zeroes DLC thing, down digital download. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they come out with the game, I would like to see why... Troy Baker is playing Ocelot. <laughs> I want to see how he's going to do it, you know? Yeah, that's I true. think I think Troy's agent has contractually obligated him to be in anything and everything yeah. that's voiced. So, you know, more power to you, Troy. Word. If you, you want to you, you come on the show, just let us know. <laughs> hey, yo, uh, so Game Informer did this piece about him. I don't know if you guys read it, but... Uh, nah. They did a great piece on him, actually. Yeah, he really turned it around as far as, like, because he, he seemingly came out of nowhere. You, you would say, like, who's this guy? And then you hear the names that he's pegged with, and you're like, oh, wow, this guy's been doing real work. But mm-hmm. I have to admit, I, I wasn't familiar with uh, the Bioshocks and all that. I got familiar oh, oh, on, on okay. Last of Us. So I was like, this guy is really taking over some people who have been holding down the, the, the video game voice actor community yeah. for a yeah. while. So. Yeah, he, he's been giving Nolan North the business. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's like, so I did uh, five games this year. How many did you do? Right. Right. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. waiting for them to finish. Like, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> um. So so. Uh, when it when it comes to this to this story and it comes to this whole uh, this this news when it with with regards to Microsoft and the Connect, um, my hope is again that we won't lose innovation. And I guess my other question to you guys with regards to it is, what differentiates this, the consoles now from each other? Um, for the for the layperson, we all know that technically that the PS4 is is more powerful. But what differentiates it from the from the layperson uh, PS4 versus Xbox One? And if I've if I own an Xbox 360 and or a PS3, what really differentiates these two boxes from the box that I currently own in my house? Well, if you got those, which one do you have before the Xbox 360 and the PS3? You got a Nintendo 64. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe an Xbox, maybe a oh, PS2. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but you know what what you know what is the incentive outside of the games? What's you know what's the incentive to go out and get these get these consoles? Because you know, to me, like basically, the, the where where the 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 impetus for me asking this is the fact that I think that the connect was the one thing right that that was next that screamed next gen right right even though even though last year you know I mean last gen they had a connect but this one was light years ahead of what that one was you know I can turn my system you know I turn I mean it's the only thing I say when I want to watch TV in my living room is Xbox on, hmm. you know, and everything turns on and it, you know, and then I just tell it to do what I want it to do. And, and within seconds, it, if it hasn't already, it recognizes who I am. It tells me hello. When my girlfriend comes in the room, says hello to her. And, you know, I mean, like that's, that is next gen. And I, you know, and every time I use it and every time an update comes every month, I, I think about, I just kind of daydream for a minute or so about, what it what it can become like you know being able to say oh hey i wonder uh xbox tell me what kev's doing right now and it mm. just pops up and it knows exactly what it, you know what it's doing um you know xbox i want to watch send me a reminder when you know when the 24 recording is done so and it just automatically switches the tv to my dvr and and gets me ready for 24 so I can sit and watch that now that it's done and I can watch it without commercials. Like those are the types of things that really got me excited for that tech. Not necessarily playing the games. The games are the things that I can't I you know, that was something I couldn't predict. But the things that I could predict were were really having futuristic types of experiences because of that because of the camera because of of that peripheral. And now it's you know, now it's not necessarily gone but you know it may it may be and and you know i wonder what about the you know what's so sexy about these consoles now that that is not a you know not a mandatory now that it's an optional thing i mean i i think at this point it's weird because it's kind of like a stopgap between the old 
uh, I hate to say old systems, but the last gen systems and, and, and our new current gen systems where, you know, a lot of the emphasis was then on motion control and being and voice control was never really that well right. done. Right. But I think the funny part is with connect now, not being the, the center of the living room, as they said, it gives more space for VR if it actually pops off. Mm hmm. And I think that'll be the thing that will pull people back in because no one knows what or if Microsoft is going to do in the VR space. At least I have. Right. 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 Um, We already we already heard the story this week about how people were complaining about the light bar. But Sony was really incorporating that looking super future future forward with Project Morpheus and saying this is the reason why we even have a light bar on here. Um, So I think to a certain extent, you know, they are trying to like pull themselves back for the meanwhile so that they can make a, a harder push later in the generation if they do go that route. Um, but we don't, again, the, when you when you pull the peripheral out of the people's homes, it doesn't give devs the reasoning for making that, uh, for making those games. And we've seen that on every level. It's been like that from the eye toy to everything right. else. Right. So it depends. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they continue to do it, but if they don't, then they've kind of shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, so it, it's. I mean, E three, E three is gonna be is gonna be something. I really, I really have a lot of faith in, and you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's again one of those things. I really hate to have to use words like faith and hope because I'm not running for president. Um, but it's you know we have to put our faith in Phil Spencer. Um, as a community that he is going to continue that that he has a vision when so many other people that have now left Microsoft didn't you know they had they had hubris right and you know they believed they knew better than the consumer and and you know and one of the things that I, I talk about it in uh, in my article is that to a degree they did know better than the consumer and you know one of the things that I've learned in my many many storied years of working and doing all sorts of weird shit um one of the things that i that i did as a as a a young youth was uh if if you guys are walking around new york city and and run into a guy or uh run into a guy or a girl who's trying to sell you the perfume in the giant ass bottles for twenty dollars yeah that was me that was me and one of the things that we learned with that was that buyers are liars buyers are liars they they lie about what they what they're doing and how much money they have so you got to try and grab whatever money out of their pockets that you possibly can and the other thing that that i've learned in my travels was a thing that the great henry ford once said which was as he was designing the model t if he when he asked people what what they wanted for their mode of transportation, they said they just want they wanted a faster horse, um, and and that's you know so and you know and, but instead he gave them the Model T and the rest is history. Xbox did that or Microsoft did that with the original Xbox. They put in that Ethernet port 
when everybody said, no, 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 you got to go, you know, you got to go modem. You got to have a modem. You got to have 56K because most people don't have broadband. And they were like, look, this is how we're going to go. This is how that online service is going to work. It's the only way it's going to work. If you want to do online with us, you're going to have to do broadband. You're going to have to get a broadband connection. And people went out and got broadband connections and, and they, you know, they proved to be right on that one. They stubbornly stuck to their guns and they were right. And I think they were were right to stubbornly stuck stick to their guns with regards to the connect. Um, but I also think Phil Spencer was right by saying, hey, maybe we should give you an option of getting the console without connect and and you know making making it available. But I think hopefully on June 9th we'll have a a rear a real clear vision of what the future of xbox looks like from phil spencer's eyes word word and more word yeah. so yes i think i think actually this is the end of episode 14 we're gonna wrap it up um i wanted to say again thank you so much to kevin uh for being a part of the show it means a whole lot to us that you would come through uh, representing don't lose your day job and what like please, you know what matter of fact you would probably say this better than I would let, let everybody know again all the places that you can be seen read heard and listened to uh, for the audience uh, greetings everybody Planet Brooklyn in the building uh, wanted to shout out fam and those who don't know me will soon know me and let you know that you can check me out at don't lose your day job.com. Uh, there's Twitter at DLYDJ and Kevito Clark, C L A R K. You can catch my articles at Hip Hop Wired, uh, Complex Video Games, and New York City Video Game Critic Circle blog. It's longer than it sounds. <laughs> uh, and just, uh, if anything, just follow the Twitters because that, that's usually mostly. The, where the new stuff comes up, um, not much of a Facebook person. Word. All right. No, we thank you because it yeah. really means a lot to you come through. We're trying to build a coalition that we want, we want to share and spread the love for everybody who uh, comes on the show, so that you know everyone's audiences can grow, and that everyone can share information and, and share and share love to to everyone that is doing the gaming thing like we are doing the gaming thing. Um, Cicero. Please, yes, sir. Bust out all the social media things. Yes, I do a ting and ting. ting so, ting. Uh, uh, so yeah. Thanks again, everybody, for for listening. Uh, we are dope. We are awesome. Um, you would be dope and awesome if you followed me on Twitter at Stubby Stan um, or on Instagram at Stubby Stan or uh, on Tumblr Stubby Stan. Um, there's a, there's a theme here. Um, also <laughs> if you, if you want to email us, you want to email the show, talk to us directly. Uh, you can find me, uh, at Cicero at the spawnpointblog.com or Khalif at the spawnpointblog.com. If you have general information inf that you want to share with the show, you can go to feedback at the spawnpointblog.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook at the Spawn Point Gaming Blog. 
Um, and and you can also find the show itself on iTunes and Stitcher and any place that you normally go to find podcasts. Remember to like, subscribe, and tell your friends. Word, word, and more word. And Kyle, we, what you got? Uh, you can hit me at Kajakins. That is the personal Twitter and all the other ones that Cicero just talked about. You already said the at Spawn on Me, I think, and at Spawn Point Blog. I on, didn't, but now you did. Oh, snap. Look at that. Magical powers. <laughs> I'll let our powers combine. Earth. Wind. <laughs> um, tree, 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 tree. <laughs> <laughs> and we have one more announcement of another place that you can listen to the show. We are now on Swell. Swell yeah. Radio is a Pandora app that basically is Pandora for podcasts. So we are just and finally on there. I want to thank uh, thank the whole crew from Swell uh, for getting our stuff on there so we can hopefully be in your ears at even more places. So uh, if you want to check them out uh, on Twitter, they are at Swell App, and you can find, find that in the iTunes uh, store. Uh, and we'll also post a direct link for our show our show page uh on swell on the uh show notes for later on in the show uh so again we want to thank kevin for coming through uh it was a pleasure to have you on happy to break your podcast cherry we were the first podcast to have kevin on the show and it's dope so and, and we we want to make sure that we uh, extend extend the invitation for you to come back anytime yeah, hope absolutely. you had a great time brother I did, man. This was cool, man. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I like you guys. You guys have a good thing going. Hope you guys keep up all the work and and you know set it out and blow it up and piece it back together again. <laughs> Pick it up. You know, just make it known, man. Smack it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. oh no! And I guess with that. We want to thank you all again for, for <laughs> listening to us. This has been episode 14 of Spawn on Me, Bell Bib DeVoe, BBD, ABC, yeah. and yeah. all the other good stuff. And we'd like to say peace. Purr.